Your work week is over. The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. 93.5-107.5. The Last Word. My name is Jeffrey Gorman. I'm joined by Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. We're going to talk some Colts, obviously, and coming up, we're going to tell you who, what, where, when, and why regarding the Colts head coaching search. We're also going to hear from Colts linebacker Zaire Franklin. He just broke the Colts' single-season tackle record on the disappointment as well of the 2020 season. Also, what the team needs to focus on this offseason. The search is on, Maytay. The search is on. Coaches are arriving in Indianapolis. They yep. are in search of a new head coach this offseason after a 4-12-1 campaign. General Manager Chris Ballard met with the media this week. He said he and others on his staff are going to lead the search, but ultimately, Jim Ursay will have the final say on the next head coach of the Colts. And Maytay, what are we looking for here? What? Uh, give me some qualities they're looking for in this new head coach i'll put you in the hiring room right now yeah give get me in the fold there that's the last thing we need there's no question about that but yeah chris said this week that there really isn't a a set criteria in terms of what he's looking for right in other words he doesn't have an outline per se where he's checking off boxes as he's going along during the interview process i think the colts are intentionally you know, casting a wide net from different backgrounds, different experiences in the NFL, and different people that can bring different ideas to the table. And Chris also said that he's not starting with an end in mind. He said when you do that, you sort of get a vision of what you want, and then you've made up your mind before you even start the process. And then you might ignore somebody who's right there in front of your face, right? Somebody that might be qualified for you right in front of your nose. So the Colts really don't prefer which side of the ball their coach you know, predominantly comes from, whether that's offense, defense, special teams. But the Colts, as we know, Jeffrey, they're going to take their time. They're going to try and get this right and, and go through the process and um, let a lot of different people uh, come to them and make the decision after being intentional and being patient through this uh, entire process. Mate, let's go down the list. Start me up here. Go through the list of candidates that the Colts have talked to so far. Yeah, well, as of now, we know a few interviews have been done. Uh, Bubba Ventrone, special teams coordinator for the Colts since 2018. Ajiro Averro, defensive coordinator for the Broncos. Uh, Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, he's been given an interview. And then Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. So that right there tells you, Jeffrey, oh. the Colts are looking at a lot of different phases, a lot of different guys, a lot of different backgrounds. You know, with Ventrone, we know his story. He spent 10 years in the NFL as a player and then has been a really, really good coordinator on the special team side of things for the Colts since 2018. Uh, Averro, uh, by the way, for him, he's also going to interview with the Broncos. Uh, the Texans requested an, uh, an interview with him as well. He spent one year with the Broncos as their defensive coordinator. And I know they had a crummy season, but their defense was awesome. Uh, Bienemy, he's been with the Chiefs. Uh, as their OC for the last couple of years. And his, his name has really been mentioned uh, all over the NFL in terms of head coaching vacancies the last couple of years. In fact, he's interviewed 15 times for head coaching positions in the last four years. And the same, and can, thing, same thing comes out, Maytay. People are always say shocked, shocked right. that Eric Bieniemy didn't get a head job this offseason. Yeah, and there's that Chris Ballard connection there, right? Bieniemy was the Chiefs running back coach 
in all four seasons when Ballard was there on the personnel side of things in Kansas City. And then with Morris, he's got experience in terms of being both a coordinator and a head coach in the NFL. He's the head coach of the Bucks from 2009 to 2011. He's been a defensive coordinator in the NFL the last three seasons in 20 with Atlanta, then the last two years with the Rams, and they won a Super Bowl last year. So, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this all, you know, shakes out. It's it's ongoing, obviously. And, and just for reference sake, Jeffrey, last year the Jaguars – they picked Doug Peterson from a candidate pool of about 10, if that gives you an idea on the scope and the depth of the search. But uh, as of right now, the Colts have requested only coaches who are not playing in the playoffs this weekend or mm-hmm. on teams that have buys. So it, it obviously it's going to be ongoing, it's going to progress, and it's going to evolve. And I fully expect it taking you know at least a couple of other weeks. Where does Jeff Saturday fit into this whole equation here as far as the interview process and when they'll talk to him in a standard interview that they will put him through even though he had you know interim the interim tag to him for a, half of the season? Well, Chris said that he's not going to hold you know Jeff Saturday's one in seven record in, in too much weight when considering Jeff, considering he took over in a bad situation, didn't have a ton of time to implement his culture and some scheme changes that he'd like to see and just some big picture things you need to do in the offseason that he didn't have the opportunity to do. Um, that being said, though, I mean, Chris, he made it clear that he was – concerned about some of the things that happened down the stretch right I mean you talk about the meltdown in Minnesota you know the fourth quarter in Dallas getting blown out in New York losing to the worst team in football the other day uh, to the Texans at home Um, so Jeff's going to have an interview and he's going to be considered um, because he was handpicked by Jim Irsay to be the interim coach right after week nine Um, and, and Jeff said this week that he would like to be the uh, CEO type head coach oversee the culture oversee the player buy-in and the team building and hire really good coordinators around him so we'll see if, if Jeff is considered to what degree and we'll also see how Jeff's plan you know stacks up to the rest of the candidate pool when it's all said and done here well you mentioned owner Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard said in his press conference earlier in the week Jim has the ultimate call on this head coaching hire so right. when does this thing wrap up has Ursay given any sort of indication a quick sort of uh uh, process that's going to go or does it last a few more than a few weeks yeah I, I would suspect this is going to take a while I mean I, I wouldn't I would be shocked if we find something out prior to February to be honest with you because again as it relates to coaches not on the Colts staff this week the Colts could have virtual interviews with coaches whose teams are not in the playoffs or whose teams had a buy on wildcard weekend right that's what we've seen so far but then starting next week in-person interviews can be conducted with head coach candidates whose teams played on wild card weekend so that's going to open up another pool if you will and then starting on january 30th assistant coaches on teams playing in the super bowl who previously interviewed for a head coaching position they can have second in-person or virtual interviews with clubs that need head coaches Um, you can do that prior to the sunday before the super bowl so if the colts like somebody on one of those Super Bowl teams, then this might take a while to get hashed out. And I fully expect this taking at least until February to uh, to be decided. That's Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts here on The Last Word, 93.5, 107.5, the fan. We got the Hawks and the Pacers coming up right after this. Talking more football when we come back, we're going to put an end to the 2022 season with linebacker Zaire Franklin. He just broke the Colts' single season 
tackle record. And as one of the biggest leaders on this team, he's going to explain what the team needs to change this offseason. Again, the last word, Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Goreman, 93.5-1075, the fan. We're giving you all you need to know on the Colts. This is The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Welcome back to The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Gorman here on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. Maytay, we got Jeff Beck playing in the background. Give me what you know about him. He recently passed away from, I have no idea what it is. I don't know how you contract or whatever, but the poor guy died from bacterial meningitis. Yeah, tough, tough day in the rock community this week. A legend, Jeff Beck of the Yardbirds fame, you know, top five guitar player of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine, um, you know, the, the Jeff Beck group, uh, the Jeff Beck blues band, uh, hitching his wagon all those years to Rod Stewart as the lead singer and the Jeff Beck band. Um, hats off to him for a great career that uh, was incredibly versatile and, uh, you know, long lasting in terms of all the riffs and the great, you know, guitar moments that he had and all the different rock bands that he appeared in. Hey, we like music on this show as well as football. Jim Irsay is having another Jim Irsay collection event in Vegas, March 3rd, March 4th. It's going to be some opportunities for some people to go out there and enjoy it. I'll give you some information in the weeks to come. Now, let's get back to some football. Zaire Franklin, he joined Lara Overton this week to discuss breaking the Colts' single-season tackle record, his evolving leadership on defense, and what he wants to accomplish this offseason to erase the memory of this past 2022 season. Linebacker Zaire Franklin, who broke the single-season tackle record in the Week 18 game against the Houston Texans, you had Shaq Leonard there on the sidelines, the person who'd previously held the record. I know that had been a conversation back and forth all season long between you two. How did he congratulate you when you finally got that final tackle that you needed? Oh, man. You know, obviously just with a warm hug, you know what I'm saying, just telling me he was proud of me, that he's happy that I did it. Um, obviously, he's been in my corner, had my back all season. Um, and, you know, we've been in it together for these last five years. So um, I watched him break it. We actually roommates on uh, our rookie year um, going through it. So I was really with him to step it away when he set the record. So um, to be able to, you know, come in, break it, set a new standard, um, it felt good. Just as impressive as the record itself, maybe even more so, just depending on how you look at it, you have played every single game of your entire career. Heck, you've hardly even missed a snap in a game. I think we count on one hand maybe the number of snaps that you've missed. How much pride do you take in that, and how much do you recognize that alongside all of the other milestones? Um, honestly, it's something I take very personal. Um, you know, just being available and, um, and being accountable to my teammates is something that uh, you know means the most to me. Um, every game I go into, um, I always just know that I want my teammates to know that I'm a beater, know that they can depend on me, know that they'll be able to lean on me in any scenario. Um, and the first step is being out there. Um, so it's definitely something I take very personal. I'm very proud of myself that I'm always able to out there and be there for my teammates. You have been one of 
the strongest voices in very difficult situations to help bring this team together. You have been one who, you know, whether you elected to and stood up to or that they chose you to be the one who has been delivering the message to unite this team. How much have you grown as a leader this year? You've been a leader since you started here, since you walked in this building. How much have you grown, though, in particular this season through the challenges that 2022 presented? Oh, man, immensely. Uh, you know, it was, obviously it's been a journey. Um, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Um, and to be honest, I wasn't perfect through all of them. Um, there were some times where I might have pushed too hard. There's other times I wish I would have pushed a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I'm just thankful that my teammates always believed in me, um, that they always had my back knowing that I had theirs. And, you know, like I told them yesterday, look, no matter how ugly it got or how, you know, difficult it was, we were in it together. Um, and no matter what, you know, I'm just glad that we were able to stick through it and, you know, keep fighting to the finish. And, you know, it's going to be a tough season, but sometimes, um, you know, growth takes pain. And, um, you know, unfortunate it is you got to appreciate the rain to appreciate the sunshine. So this has been certainly a challenging season, as we mentioned. But when you look at it, when you re reflect upon it, such a strong season for the defense in particular. And I know that we, as we've looked across the building, there have been former Colts, Colts legends who are part of this staff, Reggie Wayne, and of course, Jeff Saturday stepping in as the interim role. And I think the one who's gotten the least recognition that should get probably most is Cato June for what he has brought to the defense, in particular to that linebacking core. What have you taken from your time working with Cato June so far? Oh man, I told Cato after the game how much he's impacted me. Um, just having him in the room, his energy, his presence, um, you know, his perspective. Um, you know, I think just as a guy who played on great teams, played at a high level, um, so personable, so understanding of, you know, what it means to be a leader in a locker room, what it means to be a guy that the uh, team depends on to make big plays. Um, you know, I think he's done a lot for me personally in my career, just, you know, putting that battery in my back and, and telling me, like, look, man, you could go be the best. Like, you got it in you. Um, and just pushing me for, f further, even when I felt like I, I had already reached some goals. Um, so, obviously, just having Cato in our room, in our building, has meant a lot. And I told him that I really appreciated him. He made a big difference in my career this year. Being someone who is such a pillar of this team, both on and off the, off the field, as you go into this next period through the offseason, what gives you greatest optimism and great promise for how this team is building, moving ahead through 2023? Oh, man, honestly, just, you know, Honestly, in a weird way, how fast it went bad makes me confident that we could go good in the same amount of speed. You know, I think in the NFL is just, you know, the difference um, between good and bad is, 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 is very small, very thin. Um, obviously had a lot of great guys coming back, the, the pillars of our team coming back, obviously JT, Shag, DeForest. Um, so it's a, the building blocks are there. Obviously, some changes that need to be made, and there's some different things that's going, going on. But I think as long as we got the guys that we know we could go to war with any time, we start from there and just keep moving forward one step at a time. First goal of the offseason? Um, get healthy, reflect, rest, relaxation. Um, got to recharge to be able to get back in it. First goal when the next season begins? 1-0. Got to start the season out the right way. Hey, great stuff from Lara Overton, but I'll tell you what about Zaire. I mean, I'm not going to say a career special teamer, Mayte, but that was a guy you could count on week in and week out, fill in for some spot duty on the field, and then, uh, you, you know, fast forward to this year, and he damn near led the whole league in tackles. No, I, I don't think that's off base. I really don't. I mean, 
consider this. Zaire Franklin, first year, as you said, as a starter, filling in for Shaq Leonard, who had really, you know, a very frustrating season, both on and off the field. And his first year, Zaire Franklin breaks the Colts' record for tackles. Um, as Lara said, never missed a game in five-plus seasons. Uh, this season played 100% of the snaps in 15 out of 17 games. And, Jeffrey, I think he is the leader on this football team. I mean, when you talk about biggest voices within the franchise right now, I think it's Zaire Franklin, and he just got a contract as well. And this year, he played like he was going into a contract year, right. not like a guy that just got paid, which I think should tell you everything you need to know about the guy. So hats yeah, off to yeah. Zaire Franklin, man. Keep in mind, free agency is around the NFL and around the Colts camp. Bobby Okereke, EJ Speed, a couple of linebackers, just to name a few, as far as what they're doing. So Zaire's in a good situation right here, showing what he can do this past season and hopefully on to bigger and better things, more wins in 2023. This is the last word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. We'll be back with more. We're going to talk about Chris Ballard's latest from the press conference and also coming up on the 2023 season what we're going to look for matt taylor voice of the colts i'm jeffrey gorman we're going to be back in a few minutes right here on 93.5 the fan welcome back to the last word the off-season home of the colts with jeffrey gorman and matt taylor from the indiana union construction industry radio studio when you've got so much change and turnover i mean it's 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 it is exhausting um you're, you're just you're constantly in a state of what's next, who's next, right? Or you know, and um, when you just can't get production done, it's just tough. And you just all you want to do is get the defense off the field, and then you can't do that, and you can't score points. I mean, it's frustrating because you're still putting in all the work, you're putting all the effort in, it's just not paying off. And um, you know, I know it will eventually, but um, and, and, you know, it's all about results-driven league. And like I said, when it's not happening for you right now, it's very you know very frustrating. Welcome back to the last word, 93.5-1075, the fan. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. We just heard from Ryan Kelly there, Mate. What's going on with him this offseason? Well, he's under contract for next season, right? And he's a part of that offensive line unit that's trying to rebound collectively after, you know, allowing 60 sacks on the season. And he just said it right there, just on, on how mentally taxing um, this past season was for him and I think for the entire team. I mean, it was it was chaos. You go back to week seven, you get – you know, you're, you're swept by Tennessee, and then you're changing quarterbacks. Uh, then the OC gets let go. Then it's the head coach, and then we're bringing in a guy who hasn't been here all year to be the interim coach. Then we're changing quarterbacks again. You're on a losing streak. You're going to Nick Foles. Then you're going back to Sam Ellinger. And I think that was sort of the, the 2022 season in a nutshell. Such a roller coaster of a year. And as we said, this offseason, Jeffrey, uh, it's all about finding stability and getting key questions answered for this team going into the offseason workout program in the spring. All right. Don't forget, you can download the weekly Colts official podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts. This week, we broke down Chris Ballard's end-of-season press conference. We also have several interviews with players from Monday, their last day in the locker room before they departed for the offseason. Check all that out right now on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network anywhere that you download your podcast. All right, Matt, time now for the Forum Credit Union question of the week. The Colts are set to pick fourth in the 2023 NFL Draft. The last time the Colts picked that early was in 2012 when they took Andrew Luck first overall. The Colts have held the fourth overall pick 
four times in franchise history. The last time they picked fourth and was in 1999. Who did they select that season? Matt Taylor, if you don't get this one, oh I mean, boy. seriously, this man is a <laughs> Hall of Famer. Well, okay, you're making it. You're gonna. You're making me feel bad because of how obvious I think it should be. So in 1999, in that era, plus Hall of Fame player drafted high in the draft, it's got to be Edger and James, right? That is correct, Edger and James, the Hall of Famer. Also in 1986, the Colts picked fourth. They picked John Hand, and yep. in 1982, they took Arch Schleister with the fourth overall pick. May take good stuff there. Visit the Forum Credit Union Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. You can interact with other fans online post a topic participate in various discussions regarding your Colts forum credit union helping members live their financial dreams all right the last word we're brought to you by our friends at Meyer Meyer the official super center of your Indianapolis Colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest let's go through some Ballard leftovers from the press conference he met with the media on Tuesday about 40 minutes he took a lot of questions there and went in on several topics going into the offseason and Mate, what else did Chris Ballard have to say that hasn't received a lot of attention? Yeah, this is uh, Chris Ballard right here on what he thinks of the talent level on this Colts roster here at the moment. Well, I mean, look, we're starting that process. I mean, obviously, we're not good enough. I mean, you finished 412 and one. Let's don't, I'm not going to sit up here and act like, oh, you know what? We had a Super Bowl roster and. It's everybody. No, we're not. At the end of the day, we're not good enough. And we got to figure out the areas we're not good enough. Do I think we're devote just complete? I do think there's some building pieces here. They got to play better. You know, our best players got to play to their standard. But I don't I don't think we're void of talent. We need to add more talent, and there's areas that we need to get better at, but I don't think we're vo- complete void of talent. Hey, Ballard's convinced the nucleus is here, Matt. Far as talent-wise goes with this roster, I know right. it'll look different next season. It always does, but the core group of guys is there. Yeah, I, I agree with him. I mean, you look at the defensive numbers towards the end of the season, they started to balloon up, but for the most part, you know, this was a defense that is not representative of a 4-12-1 team. It's much better that, much better than that, I should say. And you've got players on that side of the ball. you got Franklin, who we talked about, Buckner, Stewart, Gilmore can give you another good season next year. you got Julian Blackman. You've got Rodney Thomas. Offensively, though, you got a lot of work to do. But you still got some players you can build around. Jonathan Taylor, when healthy, is still a top two to three yep. back in the NFL. Pittman is an above average player. Pierce and Jelani Woods, they're going to be playmakers for you. Quarterback was a bad dream all season long for this team. So there's no doubt there's a lot of work to do. It's not like the Colts have the worst roster in the NFL. They just didn't have as good of a roster as many thought going into the season. You're right. All right, here's one quick one from Chris Ballard as well on how the last 12 months has affected him. Like we don't got a we don't have a transfer portal. We don't we don't have that. And I don't want it. I don't I'm never backed out of anything in my life. And I won't back out of this. And we'll get it right. People are scared to struggle. I'm not going to sit here and say I like it, but I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of the struggle. I'm not afraid of the hardness of what we do. Matter of fact, I kind of get off on it. And to answer your question, no. No else, no other place I want to be but Indy. And I want to make it right for Indy. Yeah, Jeffrey, I mean, you look at the last 12 months right there for for Chris, as he just explained. It's, it's been yeah, it's in, incredibly busy, and it's only going to keep going. I mean, since Christmas night of last year, the Colts are 4-14-1. 
Uh, they lost 10 of their last 11, seven straight to end the season. You talk about the Carson Wentz saga, uh, the Matt Ryan trade, the bad start of this past season. Marcus Brady, Frank Reich, Jeff Saturday comes in, the quarterback carousel. And now you're sitting here at number four in the draft, and you need a new head coach. You need changes to your your culture. You're looking for quarterback stability. Um, that's a lot for anybody. But then you throw in what Chris has already been through prior to all of this with you know, the retirement of Andrew Luck, your franchise quarterback, just abruptly retiring. Josh McDaniels bailing on him in 2018. I mean, that's 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 an intense four to five year run for Chris Ballard at the at the top of this franchise. So again, I think this offseason should be about finding stability and getting your biggest questions answered that you can build upon this foundation that you're laying here in this offseason. I'd say in the next three weeks, we will have, you know, that's a guess. That's a guess. I don't know. It could right. last more than a month. Who knows? But I'd say in the upcoming weeks, rather, we're going to find out who the man is for the 2023 season, 2023 season, rather, that is at the helm for the Colts. And that's, again, that is Jim Irsay. Chris Ballard said it earlier in the week. It's ultimately his decision. So let the fun times begin. Mayte, I enjoyed it. The last word. We're here on 93. And 107.5 The Fan. We're going to do it week in and week out. Appreciate JMV for warming everybody up for us. We're Like I said, Maytay, we're going to do this thing in the offseason. Bring the latest. we got some great guests coming up down the road as well. And we do it every Friday night right here, pal. It's going to be fun. You know it. We're here with you until the end of the offseason in July, which seems like a long time from now. But uh, we'll have news and breaking everything down Colts-wise every week at 6 o'clock here on The Fan. All right, Spud Webb and the Atlanta Hawks are coming to the Gainbridge <laughs> Fieldhouse tonight to take on the Pacers. Where's Christian, where's Christian Leitner? <laughs> hey, good luck, Pacers. Maytay, I'll talk to you next week. You got it, pal. Be good. Have a great weekend. Coming up now, Pacers and Hawks right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.